Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. submission and authority both in church and state and uh, there's that sense that today's program is going to stray into the realm of politics Colin because we're going to talk about how we should uh, live under the secular governing authorities. Paul says to Titus remind the people to be subject to rulers and authorities to be obedient to be ready to do whatever is good to slander no one to be peaceable and considerate and to show true humility toward all men. Because Jesus Christ is Lord, he is the ultimate authority, and we've seen that all authority comes from him. Now, spiritual authority comes directly from the Lord, but it's also true to the teaching of Scripture that God puts in place secular authorities. Now, why does he do that? Because without secular authority, there is anarchy. And where there is anarchy, there is just disaster, total disaster. So, you know, when the American troops invaded Baghdad and after just a few days, you know, they reached Baghdad and it was proclaiming this is the great victory. I watched on the television all the looting and thing was going on and I turned to my wife and say, the Americans have lost. Why? Because instead of putting a new authority in place, what they had done is to destroy the authority that was there, even though it was a bad authority but it had given way to anarchy. And ever since then, there has been a fight to restore authority in Iraq. And, I mean, there's lots of lessons to be learned from that. I'm not making a case, you know, for and against the Iraq war. I'm just commenting on what, has ha- what happened. There has to be authority, because without authority, there is anarchy. So God wants, obviously, good, righteous, godly authority. That's what we pray for. That is obviously in God's best purposes. But the kingdom of God is not a form of government. Islam is um, a leading Islamic scholar who became a Christian said, that most people do not realize that Islam is not really a religion, it's a form of government, which is why you have Islamic states with Islamic governments. And that what, of course, Muslims want to do in this country is to establish a Muslim state. Um, That's their declared objective. Um, But we want not Islamic government, not ungodly government, not despotic government as existed in Iraq under Saddam Hussein. We want good godly government. But what I I believe the scripture is saying is 
some government is better than no government. Now, if you think of what the situation was in Israel in the time of Jesus, there was rule as part of the Roman Empire. Um, Israel had been invaded and conquered, overcome by Rome, and their form of government was in place. And so the whole attitude of Jesus was to acknowledge and to recognize that. He even said, you know, if you're asked to go one mile, be prepared to go two. Now, the context of that was a Roman soldier could, if he had a burden to be carried, he could stop any citizen and he could force that citizen to carry that burden for a mile, even if it was taking that citizen out of his way. That was a rule of fear, wasn't it? It, It was a rule of fear, but he had the right to do that, but only for one mile. And what Jesus is saying, well, offer to go two. Um, uh, you know, he, Jesus never preached rebellion against the governing authorities. And even when he stood before Pilate, you see, he said, you could have no authority over me unless it was given you from above. Uh, an amazing attitude, you see. Even though those authorities were being used against him, he recognized that this was in the purpose of God for which he had been sent. So uh, what is our attitude to the governing authorities to be? That we're good citizens. Now, that does not mean that we support despotic governments which exist in all kinds, in, in different parts of the world. Zimbabwe? Precisely. I mean, that's a good uh, uh, but what we have seen, as a good example, what we have seen is that the secular authorities that should have taken action have refused to take action for all kinds of ungodly reasons. It's not for us to to comment politically about that on this program. But you see, where there is despotic government at a secular level, then the secular authorities should really do something about that, those other authorities that God has put into place. Where they fail to do so, then you see a whole nation falling apart as you have in Zimbabwe. And what is the church's role in that situation? The church's role is always to stand up and be counted. And there have been many very courageous Christians in Zimbabwe and in other places that have done that. In Nazi Germany, there were some churches that just went along with the thing for a quiet life, but there were other very bold believers. We see <clears throat> the same thing in China today, where there are now a million underground churches, where the people live as citizens at one level of, uh, of the nation, but they will not allow uh, anything to go against God's purpose to raise up his church in China. So there are always ways for for Christians to stand up and be counted in the various situations in which they're placed. But where there is stable government, we have a stable government in this country. I mean, that doesn't mean that everybody's going to agree with what they do. But 
we have to be good citizens no matter which party is in power. And good citizenship means that you obey the rule of law. You do not, you do not um, act as an anarchist. Uh, some people feel that they're called to campaign against unrighteous laws. And sure, if as is happening in our country now, the government is passing some laws which are unrighteous for a Christian, um, you know, the embryology bills, which are very complicated and a lot of people don't understand, but there's a lot of very ungodly stuff that is being allowed. Or, you know, the law for abortion and all the rest of it. Christians have to stand up and be counted and they, they have to state clearly that they believe these things to be ungodly, to state our case, if you like. Haven't you said on this program before, Colin, that the state of the nation is a direct result of the state of the church? Well, I think that's true. Because, you see, if the church is not submitted to the word of God, then it's going to lack authority and its voice will not be heard and taken note of. I believe that if the church was truly moving in the purposes of God in this nation, if the church spoke out on some of these issues, then their voice would be taken seriously. As it is, the, the Christian voice gets submerged. It, it's almost, it's almost um, regarded as irrelevant. And that's because over these last 20 years or so, and I think over the last 10 years especially, um, the world has laughed at the church. I don't mean just ridiculing, but you have leaders in newspapers actually saying, you Christians don't know what you believe, and you don't stand up for what you believe. And there have been some non-Christians who have spoken out against some issues, whereas in fact the church leaders should have done that. And you have individual Christians who try to take a stance and um, to put pressure on the government concerning things that are obviously not right, unrighteous from a Christian perspective. Whereas in fact the denominational leaders remain silent or when they speak it's in such a such a, a, a way that lacks any real authority or conviction. It's all wishy-washy, woolly stuff. And I believe therefore the church has almost lost her right to be heard because of the disobedience and lack of submission to the word of God and the will of God, lack of submission to the authority of God in the church. That's very serious. And the church in this country needs to repent so that it can speak to the nation with authority. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 